Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. And welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Each and every week, Ron Price and I dive into one of the 25 competencies of the complete leader. This podcast definitely stands alone. We love to have you join the conversation each and every week, but also it is a great companion if you're going through the complete leader program with Ron or one of his team members, if you're on the website, thecompleteleader.org, or reading the book. It is a great companion for that. Ron, great to be with you today. Thank you, Dale. It's good to be with you again. So uh, there's a lot of excitement and energy in the air as folks are gobbling up growing influence, a story of how to lead with character. It's your new book. And it is, uh, I feel so fortunate to have had a chance to read it. And it's fantastic. You've got to go get the book wherever books are sold. And it is a, it's a, it's just a really good read. It's a story, which I really like. So in the book, uh, you definitely talk a lot about character and we see it grow in the characters in the book as well. The, the protagonist, the antagonist, the, and we see all of, all of this happen. So where, where'd the title come from? Well, Dale, before you answer that, I want to thank you because this idea of getting your message across through a story was something that you pioneered before me when you wrote your book, Sweating Bullets, How to Overcome the Fear of Public Speaking. And you set that story in Boise, Idaho. And um, it was basically, I'm really doing this for our listeners more than you because you're the author, but it was a story of a technology person executive uh, in the Boise area that had just never really developed his public speaking uh, capacity. And uh, he runs into a woman who has become quite effective at that. She's quite a bit younger and he asks her to mentor him and he develops skills of presentation. A lot of times we think of public speaking being on a big stage where you've got a big audience. But part of what you bring out in that story is that anytime we get up and there are more than two people in the room, we're doing a presentation and there are ways to do it so that you can increase your influence. So I I know we hadn't planned on that, but I just couldn't help giving a little plug for your book because Growing Influence is another story that takes place in Idaho. In this case, it's an older gentleman who's mentoring a younger woman who's in technology. So there are a lot of similarities between our two books and I think they go well together. So the title, it's funny because when I get started writing a book, I never know what the title's going to be. And Stacey Ennis and I initially started to work on this book uh, where she was going to be an assistant to me as an expert writer. But as time went on, it became very clear that we ought to be um, co-authors of the book. We still didn't have a title. Our working title was completely different. And we ended up on the phone with our publisher. Uh, They had spent quite a bit of time brainstorming titles. They sent us a list of titles. We didn't really resonate. They weren't bad, but we just didn't get excited about any of the titles that came back. And we went back and forth and we did a, a little bit of creative thinking together. And eventually we stumbled on this idea of growing influence. And then the subtitle, A Story of How to Lead with Character, Expertise, and Impact. And we're done with all this, and I'm 
getting ready to do a presentation for a group and I go back into my library of slide decks and lo and behold, I've got about five slide decks that are entitled Growing Influence. <laughs> so it's so funny that that had left my mind, but through the creative thinking process with our publisher, we get back to that phrase, Growing Influence again. You never know how these things are going to develop. And this is my seventh or eighth book, I guess one book we rewrote, but we've had eight different titles. And I have to tell you, after we go through that creative process and end up with a title, it's interest, always interesting to me how much that title connects with me as if, well, of course, why didn't we think of that sooner? Because this is exactly what the title of this book ought to be. So that's a little bit of what happens behind the scenes when you're trying to figure out how to name a book. So this idea of growing influence came out of my um, evolution of thinking about leadership. And over time, I've come to view leadership and influence as synonymous with each other. I really think of a leader as somebody who impacts other people, who causes other people to think differently or to take, make different decisions or to act differently. And that's really another way of saying influence. So you could say the book is about growing leadership. In this case, we use the phrase growing influence because I see them as both um, meaning the same thing. However, in this book, and it really grows out of years of reflecting on this, I think that there are three distinct or different kinds of leadership or different kinds of influence, or our working title of the book was The Three Dimensions of Leadership. And that each one of those different kinds of leadership has its own definition of what it means to have integrity. So that's how we got to this point. So for people who are listening and curious, haven't read the book yet, why don't you just touch on those three different types of leadership? Great. So the first one is character. So we could call it character leadership or character influence. It's how do we influence or lead other people because of our character? And so we first have to think about, well, how do you define character? That's an interesting question. I've had a chance to ask a lot of different groups that I interact with. And usually they say it means being honest, or it means having integrity, or it means that you um, behave the same way when nobody's looking. Those are different ways that they describe character. I, I think there's an opportunity for us to develop a much more robust definition of what character is, and that's part of what we do in the book. But the reason I think of character as being a form of influence or one of the dimensions of leadership is because people follow leaders because of their character. They, matter of fact, they follow because they want to. Uh, there's a phrase that I've often found myself using when I run into a person of exceptional character. It goes something like, "This is I want to be like them when I grow up. And it's because when we see somebody who's demonstrating character and they're influencing us through their character, it's not just a logical decision on our part to be influenced by them or to want to follow their example, but it's also emotional. So it's deeper. And it, as a consequence, it means that oftentimes we're willing to do more for them. We're, do, we're willing to do to support them more. We're willing to go the extra mile or work harder because of who they are. Another way I think of thinking about characters, it's, it's who we are as a person. And so we follow because we want to, not because we have to. And this kind of leadership or this kind of influence because of who a person is, what their character is, is often the most impactful over a career or a lifetime. So if you want to be a person of influence throughout your entire life, 
not just when you're in a position or not just because of this particular task that you've been given, but you want to be a person of influence or a leader throughout your career. You really get there by how you develop your character, how you think about it, how you grow it, how you protect it throughout your lifetime. So the, this podcast is where our focus is on integrity of character. And as we dive deeper into this, let's break apart that idea of integrity and character. Because you don't, from what I just heard you say, you do not see those as being synonymous. But they definitely, there's interplay. So let's, let's talk through that. Absolutely true. So um, first of all, I think that there is a way of defining integrity in the context of character. But I think that you can also define integrity in the context of the other dimensions of leadership that we'll talk about later. So first, for me, I like to go back and let's establish what we mean by the word integrity. Um, To me, integrity can mean that you're honest, that you're transparent or authentic, yes, but I think it's more than that. When you go to the dictionary, one of the definitions for integrity is wholeness, completeness. So I think of completeness of character, wholeness of character. And and one of the ways that it's easy for you to think about this is that oftentimes if you're talking to somebody who's in the medical professions, and let's say they're talking about a system like the cardiovascular or the, the nervous system, they might talk about the integrity of the nervous system. And when they use that word in the context of a system in the body, they're not talking about whether you're honest or authentic. What they're talking about is, does the whole thing work? Are all the parts there? Are all the parts doing their job? And and are they cooperating with each other? Is there an integration of all the different parts of the nervous system so that the nervous system is working well? So for me, integrity means wholeness or consistency or congruence. It's, it's that no matter where you slice it, you're going to see the same thing. So it, yes, there is an integrity of character, but they don't mean exactly the same thing. So for me, character has come to mean something more than just honest or authentic or transparent. As a matter of fact, I think of three distinct parts of character in the way that I've um, worked on reinforcing it, growing it, protecting it in my own life. The first is answering the question, what are the values by which I choose to govern myself? So how how do I want to show up in how I behave and how I govern myself? So these are what I refer to as personal values to govern my own behaviors. And there's a long list that we have in the book, but I have seven that I have developed that I look at every day. And at the end of each week, I ask myself, how did I do this week? Did I go forward or did I go backward? And these are mine, and they have value because of the way that I've defined each of them. But I'll share a few of them with you. I'm not going to share all seven. But for instance, the first value by which I choose to govern myself is personal accountability. So personal accountability is only meaningful to the extent that I've defined what it means. So for me, it means a number of things. It means that I am making a commitment to choose my responses rather than just react. So I'm going to manage that space between stimulus and response to choose to respond according to my other values. But it means more than that. Personal accountability means that I'm not going to let obstacles keep me from doing something that I think is worthwhile. Pursuing a worthy goal or ideal. And so it's overcoming obstacles. 
Another way I define it is that I'm, even though I may go through times where I'm mistreated or I have bad luck or things work against me, that I'm not going to take on the label of being a victim, that I'm going to reject victimology in all of its temptations. And uh, the last way that I think about personal accountability, which is the way probably a lot of people think about it, is that once I make a commitment, I'm going to be committed to fulfilling that commitment. I have to tell you, Dale, of all of those ways that I've defined personal accountability, the one that's most challenging to me is following through on commitments. And it's not because of lack of intent, lack of desire. It's because we live in such a crowded, busy, noisy world that I tend to overcommit myself. And so part of the way I demonstrate personal accountability is by working to be more cautious about what commitments I make. Because once I make that commitment, I want to take it seriously to follow through. So, so that's just one example of one of the values by which I choose to govern myself. Another one for me is humility, gratitude, courage, resilience. These are all examples, and I have definitions for each one of them. So the idea here is that the first way that we define integrity is by defining how do I want to live my life? How do I want to govern my own behaviors, my own thoughts, my time, my energy? And how do I want to do it in a way that when I get to the end of my life, I can say I lived a life of character? That's where we start. So values by which you govern yourself. Yep. And, and I, as I mentioned, there are three. So the second one is values by which I choose to relate to others. And again, in the book, we have a long list of options that you could choose from, and you can add to them yourself. In my particular case, some of my values by which I choose to interact with or relate with others include loyalty and forgiveness and generosity and honesty. Uh, these are all examples. And again, the strength of those values is in how I define each of them. And again, I look at these each day. I look at them at the end of each week and say, in my relationships with the people who matter to me, the people who I've interacted with, have I been loyal? Have I been honest? Have I been generous? And the other values that I use there. So the, these are examples of values by which I relate to others. So that's the second step in defining character. The, second, the third step in defining character is really, I've alluded to it already, and that is how well do I manage what we refer to as the knowing-doing gap? Because I know that this is the way I want to behave, the way I want to govern myself, the way I want to relate to others. How well did I do? And that gap between what my aspiration is and how I actually behaved is really the testing ground of character. I like to say oftentimes that we're all hypocrites because we all have a gap between what we knew, know and what we wanna be and how we actually behave. We all have times that we fall short, but the extent to which you demonstrate character is how small you can make that gap, how close you can get to the ideal. And I always joke that I wanna be a hypocrite with a small H instead of a hypocrite with a capital H. Because that's really fundamentally the way that we define and then pursue building character. And I don't, I, yeah, there's a portion of character maybe that's genetic or that's it's, it's through nurture, through the way that our parents raised us and things like that. Yes, but building character is a day-by-day -day job. It's not anything that is easy for anybody. Real character takes effort, focus, intentionality, 
on all of our parts if we're going to become the best version of ourselves. Mm. So let's talk about how we build our leadership and influence around this idea of character. Great question, because what I've been talking about is how I define character. And, and as it, that's part of the journey as a leader, so we first have to determine what we're willing to sacrifice for, what we believe in. But now, is it going to influence others? Are we going to be a leader in that way that others want to follow? Well, that comes down to do your values around how you govern yourself and relate to others resonate with others? Are, are they something that they admire? Is it something that they want to emulate to the extent that they identify with those values? You have an opportunity now to, um, I guess you would say, to transcend your own thinking about character and to become a leader of character or a leader with character. And then to the extent that you live by those values, that you're consistent and that you manage that knowing doing gap, you attract people to you who resonate with those same values. And also, I, I might add that um, because none of us are perfect and we all fall, sh fall short, when we do fall short, if you acknowledge or apologize for where you've fallen short and you don't try to cover it up, you don't try to hide it, but you, you are transparent where you're falling short of what your own aspiration is, which other people have resonated with. These are all things that would make other people begin to think, I want to be like you when I grow up, or that would give you influence. They give you the opportunity to lead people because they want to follow you because of your character. There is something so winsome about a person who is transparent and vulnerable to say, hey, I messed up. Yeah, that but I... I agree with you, but I, I would say that it's that person who is that way, but it's also obvious that they are committed to becoming better. Oh, absolutely. They're committed to growing. Yep, that's right. So we are, we're looking at consistency. We're looking at acknowledging and, and always um, and acknowledging when we, we fall short, improving. This is definitely leadership. Yeah. And you can see the influence. And it's funny because on one side, you're taking yourself very seriously by saying, this is the kind of person I want to be. On the other side, you don't take yourself too seriously and you're quick to acknowledge when you fall short. So yes, this is a part of leadership or a part of influence. However... Oh, I was going to say, I, I, there's a, there's, I've heard you speak so many times on this, but there's the analogy around a surgeon and expertise that I'd love to have you share around this idea. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I, uh, one of the things that I hear people say is, well, I only want to follow a person of character. And I say, yeah, well, that's, this is why I say there are three distinct dimensions of leadership or influence. Because yes, you want to follow a person of character, but that doesn't necessarily qualify them to perform surgery on you. <laughs> You're looking for some other kind of leadership in order to let them open you up if you have to have your gallbladder removed. And we call that expert leadership. That's where you let somebody lead you and you follow them because of what they know or what they're able to do. And let's leave that for our next conversation. Sounds like a good plan. So next time we're going to dig into the integrity of expertise on the Complete Leader Podcast. Uh, any final words for us, Ron? Yeah, I want to encourage people. Aspire to becoming a great person of character. No matter what your past has been, 
no matter where you might have fallen short, it does not dictate or determine your future. You can't change your past. You can't fix things that, well, most of the time, you can't fix things where you made mistakes in the past, but you can create a better future. And character is day by day. So you can end today with more character than you began if you think about what kind of a person you want to become and you begin moving in that direction. Mm. You can find so many resources around this idea of becoming a high-performing leader at thecompleteleader.org. The title of the newly released book from Ron Price and Stacey Ennis, Growing Influence, a story of how to lead with character, expertise, and impact. Find it wherever books are sold. And uh, also be watching. Uh, if you'll follow Ron on social media, I know he's very active on LinkedIn. So just find Ron Price on LinkedIn. Also on Facebook. Uh, I know Ron and Stacy are having events uh, around the book, uh, around the country, correct? We are, yes. And um, we also are putting additional resources on price-associates.com forward slash growing influence uh, so we've got some videos on there where we add new templates for people to do self-study uh, over time as well. Oh, fantastic. So price-associates.com slash growing influence is the web address for that. A lot of resources as you grow in your journey to becoming a more complete leader. This is the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.